My name is Rico, the Dungeon Master for Season 3, The Restoration of the Twelve Olympians. This season, we'll find our heroes traveling back to the lands of Eris and Enyo with Inharmonia as they adventure through and see what they have accomplished and completed by restoring the three fabled relics, the Sickle of Kronos, the Golden Apple of Discord, and the Robe and Necklace of Harmonia. We'll start with Deborah. I am Deborah, and I am playing a human rogue named Neith. Her name is Neith. And I'm Matt, playing a dragonborn monk named Ari Futan. And I'm Daphne, and I play Gilsira Venfire, who is a halfling druid. I'm Jenna. I am a cleric elf, and my name is Lix Balzator. And my name is Rico. I am the Dungeon Master for Season 3 of the campaign. All right, so we are going to get into the second round of matches. You guys each had to fight in a total of four. So one down, three to go. Theobald and the Bahamut Paladin have finished up their match. Theobald was obviously the victor, as the Bahamut Paladin was nowhere near the master of war that Theobald was. Um, Theobald did not kill him. Theobald just knocked him out and carried the paladin over his shoulder back down the opposite end of the ramp um, where he had originally entered. Hold on, I got an itch in my ear. All right, then you guys have been, have been healed. You've received your healing. You were back up to full hit points. And you have some downtime to talk with each other if you would like, or we can get right into the matches. Does anybody want to interact with any of the party members before we go into the matches? If not, it's totes okay. Jelly, how you feeling? Oh, I'm okay. That last fight kind of wiped me out a little bit, though. That was rougher than I was expecting. But it was fun to, you know, give Ares that blood sacrifice. I hope he's, I hope he's happy with it. I felt pretty good. I was, a, I was a little embarrassed by that that initial. I let him initially get on me, but yeah. It was pretty cool to watch, to see the thing you did with your dagger. Yeah, I got a lot of blood on me, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense in the tournament of blood. Did you all see my epic battle with the monk guild leader? I felt like I was... I couldn't even keep up with you guys, honestly. Oh, yeah, we were punching. Like, I was just... I was trying to, and I'm like, what is happening? Like, that is just, like, some insane kung fu action like I've never seen before. She was awesome. How do you guys feel about the next fight? I hope that works out real well for, for recruiting from the monks. I'll feel like a job well done. I feel, I feel, you know, I don't know who I'm facing, but, you know, I'm ready to go. Rico knows who you're facing. It's going to be a blast. You're going to love it. I'm ready to pop off. Get my get my butthole pun- punctured. <laughs> what? <laughs> you're gross. All right. <laughs> All right. I mean, I know we've been there a lot together, but I still think you're weird. <laughs> I spare no thoughts for you whatsoever. Nah, I figured. <laughs> Neith, your name appears on the large wooden placard above the gates. Oh, my turn. You're up, Neith. I'm up. Good luck. Make sure daggers are like loose and everything's all all within hand's reach. I hope you didn't have to piss. 
I don't pee ever. Don't think about poop while you're in there. (laughs) So the gates open for you. You are free to walk up the hill to go back into the arena, if you would like. There is, again, a raucous cheer as your name is announced across the arena. Despite a lot of these people not knowing or ever seeing you before, everybody is super excited that you've won them, you know, uh, the, the first card on their gambling ticket. And then up from... The other end of the arena, the gate opens. There is a loud cheer. And walking up the hill, you see a tall, slender drow woman with plate mail, a shield, and a big battle axe. She has no helmet. This looks like Minerva, the leader of the Fighters Guild. And she raises up her arms her axe and her shield and she is just playing to the crowd there are some people that are throwing roses down at her and other flowers and the crowd is just going wild the gods are also cheering for minerva as she is probably at least one of their favored and she points her axe at you And she screams from across the arena, prepare yourself. I will not go easy on you. And she steps into the center of the arena. She does not charge at you. She's waiting for you to come up to her because she saw what happened the last time. Some idiot with a shield charged at you. (laughs) Did not end well for him. It's the luxury of being seated higher. You get to watch other idiots fight. What do you do? Neith takes a nap. Yep. But <laughs> <laughs> Neith does. No, I'm just kidding. Just having to look over her sheet to see what she can do. I'm thinking stab, probably. How far away is she? Uh, she's in the center of the arena. You have just walked up the hill, so you're probably about 60 feet away. 60 feet. So I start, I start like doing one of those like sidestep things to start going around like the outside. Oh, okay. The arena, well, well, like yeah. keeping her like eye contact but to start like moving oh okay so you're around her like, circling yeah. are you getting closer to her as you're circling around in a in a guarded position with your daggers up or out or are you just staying far away from her and circling around her oh. i'm staying far away from her all right so as you begin to circle and you're staying far away from her her axe ignites catches on fire With a purplish, bluish, dark hue, the axe begins to smoke. Um, You can see the heat waves coming off of her axe. And as you are circling around one way, she is going to circle the other way to meet with you. And she has her shield up, she has her shield out, and her axe is now lit with fire. What does her shield look like? Her shield is a square tower shield. It is made of wood with a steel fleur-de-lis on it, and it looks like the wood is banded with steel. It looks like like cold pig steel. It's not like polished or anything shiny. It just looks like rugged So is like steel. the whole thing covered in steel, or are there like wooden parts showing? No, there's wooden parts. The The only part that's metal is the fleur-de-lis Sweet. on the front, and then the outer, the, the steel on the outside. 
the the border, and then the rest of the rest of the shield is wooden. Okay, I take one of. Does it sound like I'm really loud to you, all of you? Nope, sound fine to me. I turned you up a little. Oh, okay. Um, I take one of my explosive arrows, and I shoot it, but I'm aiming for her shield. Um, somewhere in the wood, in the middle top. You want to stick an arrow into the shield? Yeah, one of my explosive arrows. All right, so you shoot your arrow, and it winds as it cuts through the air. <laughs> Thunk, it sticks into the shield. She spins as the arrow hits the shield, and she spins a full 360 degrees and throws her shield back in your direction. And as it leaves her hand, as it gets halfway between you and her, the arrow explodes and the shield explodes into beautiful splinters uh, and fire. So she now has no shield as... She was pretty familiar with these arrows. She saw you plaster a rogue into paste at the heist. <laughs> so she was familiar with this trick. And as she continues her spin, she throws her axe at you. And the axe is whirring as it cuts through the air, leaving behind it a trail of smoke and a trail of fire. It's like a tracer of fire as it left her hand. So the axe is spinning at you horizontally, and behind the axe is a trail of fire. Oh man, it spin it horizontal. Nice. So it's like yeah, not not vertical. It's yeah, nice. like a boomerang. Yeah, nice. Like a boomerang. Mm-hmm. Um, how far off the ground is it? Uh, probably f- waist height for Minerva. So probably three and a half feet off the ground. Hit the deck. Inspect the deck. <laughs> Oh no! I'm gonna do something fun because this is all about fun, right? Yeah, it should absolutely this should be fun. I'm gonna fun. run towards it and then slide underneath. Oh, okay. So you're running. Her. You're running towards her, and you're gonna slide up under the axe. Slide up under the axe and try to get as close as I can to her with my daggers. Ooh, try to lick the axe as it goes <laughs> over you. You can. You can get as close as you want. Okay. Yeah. Well, you that, can, you that's can my dash goal. In. Are you wanting to is, get in a melee range? Yeah, pretty much. Is to to go slide under the axe. And then come up with the daggers. So you successfully run under the axe and drop to your knees and slide in the dirt. I imagine there's this whole Matrix-like scene where you (laughs) bend backwards to get as low to the ground as possible. That's neat right there. Minerva looks surprised. She did not anticipate you engaging her. She expected you to dodge out of the way or run away. So... Her eyes widen, and you can see the whites of her eyes as you are there in front of her with your daggers out. She was caught off guard and was not prepared for you to slide under to attack, so you are free to hit her with your daggers if you would like. Sweet. All right, so I'm hitting, I mean, if I'm sliding under, I mean, probably the easiest places would be like her middle. Yeah, it's just plate mail. Yeah. The the daggers could probably stab into it. Into it. So going for like one on either side. Sure. That lower t- lower torso looking for something something vital. So I've you, got yeah, twisted and left, 
fades in right. Yeah, those are such cool names for those daggers. I'm so happy. I love those things so much. <laughs> They're my favorite magic weapon in the game. I made them all myself. I'm proud of myself. So you stab into her plate mail with your daggers. Normally, this would have absolutely gone through the armor because you were just cut straight in. You weren't slashing. You were stabbing right. in. She was quick enough to grab your wrists as you put the daggers into her armor. You felt like it almost pierced flesh, but she is a significantly higher level than you and a little bit faster. She is the the, the leader of the, rogue, uh, the fighter's guild, after all. So she grabs your wrists, and she's preventing you from stabbing into her midriff, and she lays a thunderous headbutt directly Oof. onto the bridge of your nose. Oh. I keep getting hit in the head. There is a loud ringing and a crack uh, as your nose is now broken. You can feel and taste the blood as it's coming down your lips and down your chin. It's not the first time. No, probably not. And she continues holding on to you because she's going to follow up with another headbutt. The headbutt's only going to do four damage. So it's not a significant amount of damage, but she has bloodied your nose and she has so far stopped you from stabbing her. Okay, so she's headbutted me. And she's holding on to your wrist. And she's holding on to my wrist. Yes, you are grappled. So then I am going to, well, yeah. Swing my leg up to come up underneath. That is exactly what I was hoping you were going to do. Yep, because your legs are free and you are an assassin rogue. You are pretty dexterous. So you put quite a large sweeping kick upwards into her chin. You hear a loud crack as you imagine you've probably broken her jaw. And she lets out a loud cry as her jaw has now been broken. And she lets go of your wrist and she stumbles backwards. You still have your daggers because you were holding on to those pretty tightly. So the daggers rip out of her armor and she stumbles back. She grabs her jaw and she puts one hand out and she motions like the come here motion. And that trail of that tracer of fire that was Uh being created by her axe begins to come back towards her as you see a large stream of this bluish purplish fire just go towards her hand and you can hear from behind you because of your amazing senses being an assassination rogue you can't be surprised anyway i think you have a trait or something that prevents you from being surprised i do actually yeah so you can hear (laughs) the axe whirring And the fire hissing as you realize you probably have about one or two seconds before the axe is coming straight for your neck. But you know it's there. You you see the tracer of fire. You hear the axe. You have a second or two to react. I dive forward towards her legs. And the goal is to like, you know, to be underneath the axe. Mm -hmm. But like slash ankle slash joint tendon something. Nice. So you dive forward with your daggers towards her legs. Yes. She is able to step back only one foot. Her left foot is able to step back. So you are going to connect with the dagger you had 
with her right leg. So that would be your left hand. Which dagger was in your left hand? Twisted. So that's poison. Oh, that's that's the, that's that's the bad one, right? I mean, they're both bad. I mean, they're both bad. <laughs> one of them is worse than the other. No, I think fate is the worst. Not one. by much. Yeah, that's, twisted. That's is, a necrotic one, right? No, twisted is yeah. Fate is necrotic. Oh, okay. Twisted is poison. Yeah, I think that's the D four poison. The two D six plus a D four. Two D six plus six. Oh, two D six plus six. Damn. Poison on hit D four. Oh, okay. Yeah, so 2d6 is 12, plus 6 is 18, plus 4 is 20. We'll have that. 10. So you do 10 damage, and you have inflicted poison directly into her leg. She lets out another scream as poison now bites into her flesh. Fortunately, rather unfortunately, drow are not resistant to poison, just to fire. So that sucks for her. So poison, yeah, poison is going to slowly seep into her veins from her legs. Oh shit! As you slashed at her leg, the axe that she had comes back to her hand, now fully engulfed in the purplish blue fire, and she slams the axe down towards you. You can roll to the left or to the right. But you go forward, so you are kind of prone, or you could probably do a back handspring. Those those are about your only options. Or you can take the hit from the axe. I guess in my head, I imagine like because I'm diving forward, I'm just going to continue rolling. Oh, you so want to roll? Would, yeah. Oh, okay. so I continue rolling. I guess toward my right. Sure. Okay. So yeah. you're going to roll through. Yes. All right. So. The axe misses you narrowly. You can feel the heat from the fire. (laughs) This is a pretty uncomfortable heat. It is reminiscent to the heat that you felt when you were in the underworld. This is very likely some sort of hellfire. So the axe narrowly misses you. It cuts a couple strands of your leather armor, like off of your shoulder. And you can feel some of your hairs singe. So good news is you avoided the axe. Bad news is you don't avoid the explosion of hellfire when the axe hits the ground. So from where the axe hit the ground, there is a large circular fire that emanates from the impact point. And you're going to take considerably less because of your evasion. You're only going to take four more damage from the fire. And... Minerva, having missed you, is going to have to take a second to grab her axe up out of the ground. She has exposed her back and kidneys to you as you continue to roll forward and through and not to the side. So you have... Where's her pancreas? We'll say you can have an assassination strike on her right now because you are behind her with your dual daggers. Oh, you may drop her right here. Would you like to pull your punch? You don't yes. have to. Okay. Yes, I'm gonna pull my punch. But I'm gonna I'm gonna go yeah, dash in and Yeah, I figured. Because I've got to go like roll, you know, roll up onto the feet, dash in. So as she is dashing and dashing. Grabbing her axe <laughs> out of the ground, she lost sight of you for just a moment. Ooh, fatal. And because <gasps> she lost sneak yes, yeah, yes. this is what I said. This is where you get your sneak attack bonus. Yes. Because she lost sight of you. You were behind her. You get your sneak attack bonus with both of your daggers. What's your sneak attack up to? 66 at this point? 76. Oh, 76. And then 2d6. And then 3d6. 
plus six plus six plus four plus plus a d6 plus another d4 so we doing half damage on everything 10 d6s seven nope sorry seven eight nine ten eleven twelve thirteen d6s 14 d6s and a d4 what is 14 times 6 times 4 is 24. Carry the 2. 84 plus 4 is 88. Have that. 44 damage. You lay quite an oppressive sneak attack directly into her back. Because you pulled your punch, you don't outright kill her. But the necrotic damage and the poison damage are going to be just enough to drop her down to zero. So she slumps forward, still on her axe, with your daggers impaled into her back. There is a large boo and outrage from the crowd, (laughs) because a lot of people had bet on Minerva to win, being the leader of the Fighters Guild. And Ari's just laughing. Your Joey's eating. I love it. However, jumps up out of her seat and cheers loudly. Nice. Watching you have bested this fighter with sheer acrobatics and cunning, as she would have expected from you. Do we see any of the gods grimacing? Yes. You see Ares Grimace. (laughs) He is less than impressed that Minerva was defeated. You also see Hades Grimace, who is also less than impressed that Minerva was defeated because Hades gave her that axe. Hmm. You guys don't know that, but that was a a gift to Minerva from Hades. Nice. But uh, she was uh, a worshiper of Ares, being the fighter's guild. She lived for war and murder and killing she loved that shit yeah, that aries is disappointed aries is hella disappointed in her it's gonna be a bad day for minerva one of these days but she is currently unconscious the rest of the crowd that did bet on you is now cheering mightily uh ari you see your card there is another name that burns into it it's neath's name again a second time with you know, a little check marker, gold star, or whatever, buy it. So your bet is paying out pretty nicely so bit, far. A little bit. Yeah. I mean, I put 200, so I, I should get like 20 profit there. So. Profit, yeah. 20 is not bad. 20 profit. You know, if we get 20 profit each time, it adds up, baby. Yeah, it sure does. It adds up. Okay. I mean, Aries is over here bankrupting the fucking uh, money changer. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm not going to get shit. Not that they can't just like <laughs> God magic more gold or whatever. Sure. <laughs> I'm sure Ares isn't... Or I mean, what the fuck does he even need it for? What is happening? Just to... Just to... <laughs> just, 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 to just for fun. Take, yeah, for Destroying economies. Ares is not going to let her economy be destroyed by her brother. I guarantee it. Like, Ares is supposed to be making war, and instead he's decided to, to go to war against economies. <laughs> he's taking it up a level. That's technically war. Yeah, no, for sure. <laughs> he's, he's taking it to a future level where fucking wars are fought with money. We destroyed your fucking economy. Good luck with all those fucking breadlines, bitches. Ha! You ain't worth taking over now. Make an insight roll. Oh. You will need this one roll. Find that d20. Oh, shit. 50. <laughs> What's insight? Um, it's wisdom. It's its own. 11. Yeah, but it's wisdom. Yeah. Wisdom is the modifier. Yeah. You realize that the longer you leave those daggers in her body, the more necrotic and poison damage you're going to do to her, and you probably will very likely end up killing her. I, I, I 
pull them out, but I don't put them in their sheaths yet. I just like hold them like blades back and, and then just turn around and just start walking back towards There them. is a burning hissing sound coming from Minerva's armor. As you can see, poison and disease begin to rot her armor. It looks like it's going to eat her armor. Flip. Like, not her skin. That's already going to suffer enough damage from the impaling that you've done to her. But her armor will very likely be destroyed. And as you walk off with your back turned away from what was your freshest defeat, some other clerics and paladins run into the ring from the opposite side to get her out of the arena and onto a stretcher because they've never seen Minerva go down in a hit before. That's what us assassins do. First time for everything, baby. Yeah, first time. (laughs) First time for everything. It's what you thieves do. (laughs) I don't steal things. So you just kill people. Walk back into the arena, nary worse than what you were. You I have you at seventy four HP left from your max. I'm going to go find a cleric or something. And a paladin will lay on hands you for insignificant amounts of damage. How much time is between these rounds? Five to ten minutes. As they clear out the blood and... Well, I'm okay. I'm in like from Neath's first round to her second round. Like how much time is elapsing between everyone else getting their first round? Oh, okay. So for every fight, we'll give it half an hour. So from her first fight... Then getting healed, the 10 minutes to clear the arena, and then the next fight, 30 minutes. You guys probably get 40 minutes in between fights. Not enough time for a short rest. (laughs) (laughs) Good try. Good try. Well, I don't know how many people entered the tournament. You know, how long is each fight going to last? You know, we got 100 people in round one. Well, we were at the bottom, so we had to, like, we're going to fight a lot. Well, yeah, we're going to fight a lot, but there's a lot of people. Was there enough time for me to get some food? For Joey to eat a little bit. Is there any food? For oh, the yeah, there's, there's absolutely food. Okay, well, that's uh, not- there's not vendors. They're like nobody has any coin on them in the arena to buy oh. stuff. But you can get food. There, there are collectors of fresh water, and there are you know tables of meats and breads and cheeses, protein, high energy stuff, did, bananas, fruits. Did you bring your vitamin C? Never ending baklava. She did, no, but it, if she did, it's in her pack that's been confiscated. Yeah. Well, I've just been I've just been eating this whole time, basically. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course. Snacking you on grapes yeah. and, and during shit. during Nice fight, I was just like, "Is there watch, any food? Because if there's food, I want to eat some." <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> I was just like watching you and eating a bunch of meat at the same time, just like. <laughs> Congratulations on your second fight! Thank Look you. at the shadow of the mic on Rico's shirt. <laughs> <laughs> that's Looks fun. like a penis. Dick. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. Okay, that's not what I was. I was thinking Ty. So was I. That's where I went. This is clearly a dick, y'all. What are you talking about? See the bulbous head. Yeah, that's clearly a penis. Or I thought it was just fun that. Don't worry, Matt. I saw the penis. I also saw the penis. I'm looking at you, and all I see is a penis. That's all I can see now. Jeez. Nope. Still to see a mic. Oh my gosh. Yeah. (laughs) Good times. Good times. Do we need to leave you two alone? <laughs> me and my shirt and my, my shadow dick? Absolutely. <laughs> and me as the watcher? Ari could see it. He can jump in the shadows. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I burst forth from your shirt. Oh, God. <laughs> so there is another name that's up on the wooden placard. It is Ari's name. 
There has been, you know, 10 minutes of downtime for them to clear the arena. You served, you waited, you know, 20 minutes for Nice fight to be over 20, 30 minutes. And your name shows up. Ari Futan. Nice. I give it a roar. There are some other dragonborn that roar with you. Nice. You hear Martel from the other end of the arena roar with you as well. Um, because you know he loves him some dragonborn. Yeah, there, there's not very many. Your little tiny dragon pet roars. Nice little still hanging out, back hanging out in the hood. Yeah, <laughs> he roars too. It's a little tiny baby roar because he's a little baby dragon. Aww. Also, he doesn't want to be confiscated, so he's staying hidden. And there are probably maybe two or three other dragonborn total. You, Martel, your baby dragon, and three other dragonborn in this entire arena. So there's not very many. It's very rare to find another dragonborn because a lot of them are off, you know, in their dragon clans and things of that nature. It's very, very rare that you see others outside. So you and Martel and the three others is going to be a rare treat for anybody. Nice. So the gates open. Sweet. I I float in on my wings. Oh, you yeah. My man, that's dope as F. Because fuck walking, right? Yeah. Why walk when you can float? So you come in floating with your wings flapping. Dust is kicked up around you. There's little tiny world like sand whirlwinds from the massive strength and girth of your wings that's needed to keep your massive frame afloat. There are cheers from all sides of the arena. Hephaestus cheers louder than everybody else. He gets up out of his seat and he goes to the end of the arena, like to stand up and watch your entire fight. As the other gate opens, no, not yet, up walks a tiny little halfling, about three feet tall. You've seen this guy before. It is Perry, (laughs) the (laughs) archdruid. Yes. And... The whole arena cheers for Perry. You hear cheers coming from the ring of fighters down in the other end. Perry is hamming it up as he is wont to do. Uh, And he's just in Perry form? He's just in Perry form, (laughs) yeah. He's not in any of his wild shape forms. Not yet. No, not yet. Yeah. And he's stopping every couple feet to wave and bow. He picks up some of the roses that were thrown from Minerva, and he smells them. He puts one in his mouth and (laughs) bows to the whole crowd. He looks over at you, and he waves excitedly. Okay, I land and uh, and bow to Perry. Oh, and Perry... (laughs) Perry's all like, Drops the axe. And we're all like... He spits the rose out, and then he puts one fist over one open palm, and he bows reverently to you. And he gets into, like, as much as a stance as a little three-foot halfling can. About to get my ass kicked. He's got (laughs) one right foot in front of his left foot. He puts both of his hands out wide open, like, like bear claws, but they're just bare open hands. And he slowly begins to inch towards you little by little. And as he's inching towards you, you see these flashes of different colors of magic. Oh, shit, I'm tripping. 
<laughs> yeah, you would think so, but you've seen this spell before. Jelly has used it. It's different aspects of different beasts. Perry is buffing himself. Uh, of course. Like you know, it's, uh, what the aspect of the ox or... Oh, yeah, it's called um, enhanceability. Enhanceability, I think. Yep. yeah. Mm-hmm. So you see these different... You perceive it as key. To Perry, it's his magical essence. You see different, you see flashes of, of yellow, red, blue, violet. And he is getting a rather large grimace on his face. Not grimace, sorry. Grin. Grimace uh, denotes pain. He's not in pain. Uh, he's grinning because he's excited for this fight. He watched you whoop the monk guild leader's ass, and he wants this fight. <laughs> And he steadily walks to you still in parry form. He hasn't wild-shaped at all. He's just cast his buffing spells, and he's going to keep walking towards you with his hands outstretched like he may try to block or defend. And he's slowly going to walk towards you. He's not going to run at you. He's not going to dash. He is slowly going to walk in your direction. You ready? More than I have ever been. (laughs) Let's do this thing. And I'll uh, I'll dash forward and uh, try to try to land a punch. And you dash with, with such gloves. a quickness that you kick up a trail of dust I behind am, you. I am super fast. Yeah, I know. I'm a, you like, are incredibly I'm fast. 55 You're like five right walking now. speed. Yeah, yeah. So hundred dash, dash hundred and ten. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you dash incredibly incredibly quick. Perry's eyes get really, really wide, and you see him with an open mouth grin. As where do you hit him? I'm gonna just go for like, let's see if I was gonna dash up and Perry's like a three and a half foot. Jesus Christ! I guess I'm going for his goddamn head. He's so fucking short. <laughs> I mean, I'm not gonna try to go fucking real low for a stomach punch. I mean, I'm just gonna fucking go like. <sighs> and you land quite a furious blow on his head. Because I think he knows I'm not going to kill him. So yeah, this isn't. Rude. I think he knows it's too. Fight. <laughs> but as you hit him in the head, you hear a large stone crunching sound. Ugh, gross. <laughs> uh oh. It's not bone that's crunched. It's but not my you, gloves, is it? Nope, it's not your gloves. <laughs> there, he's standing there. He takes the hit. So I'll just go cry. <laughs> and there are pieces of stone that begin to crumble. Off of his face. Jelly, you know what this spell is. Stone skin. Mm-hmm. Yep. Perry guarded himself for your punch because he knows he is not going to be able to go blow for blow with you. He armored himself. So you successfully landed your first hit. You can follow up with your extra attacks. Okay. I'm going to do. I'm gonna get the uh, the bonus action of the unarmed strike and, and Thunk. punch again. Is he is he taking any damage or is the stone skin like uh, d- defeating damage? He will take some damage. Okay. Uh, it will not be as significant as what you did to the monk guild leader because she didn't have a natural magic armor. Okay. Uh, but Perry also has bark skin and multitude of other high level druid defense spells. Okay, so well, this is going to be a harder fight for you than the, the than the monk was. Sure. I'll get that 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 uh bonus unarmed strike in there and then with my extra attack, I will uh give it another another punch and spend a key point to do a stunning strike. Ooh. Uh so that's uh he's gonna be uh stunned hopefully is he gonna like defend against stun? He's no. gonna roll. Okay, so stunned. Yeah, so he till the end of my next turn. So I'll just get a free turn. You'll get a before free he turn. Starts yeah, whooping my ass with magic. So he <laughs> is now stunned. 
you see the grin still on his face. You've seen Paranoia Agent, right? Yeah. You've seen that crazy grin that the imaginary bat boy had with his big tooth. Terry Perry's grin looks like that. Yeah, this dude's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and he's he's not deflected any of your blows. Well, he can't anymore now because he's stunned there just like that. So you can get another set of blows in if you would like. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll spend a key point for Fluria blows on. Might as well, right? Couldn't hurt. That one you've got what? Four, you've you only used what? Two, three? Oh, you've used three after that stunning strike, right? Yes. So you still have another 11? Yes. Yeah. This is going to be a fun fight. Perry's going to love fighting you. So you can go ahead and get your attack, your extra attack, your unarmed strike, and your flurry of blows. Oof. Okay. So then, so I did attack, unarmed, extra attack. So I'm at three punchies, then stunned him. And so then two more punchies. So five on this round before then I get to go again because he's stunned, baby. <laughs> so I, I guess I'll... I'll and I got these gloves, baby. I'm using the gloves too. They're they're so awesome. So I'm gonna punch again, uh, and then uh, hit uh, hit that. Uh, He's gonna punch him down. <laughs> yeah, do what I can while I can, because he's gonna magic my ass soon. And then I I I not have a lot of defense against magic. So I mean, well, you know, I got things here and there, but nothing great. So. Uh, so in this, uh, so what I do? Five punches the first time, and then I guess I'll do punch, unarmed, extra attack. Might as well get the extra flurry of blows in there while I can. So five yep. more punches. So I mean, does does he take any damage from yes. my my ten punches? Yeah. That I uh, he is going do. to take. He's going to take thirty five total. Okay. Thanks to his magic that he has, that he's buffed himself with in the armor that he shielded himself with. Because normally that would have been 110. He's got. He's got uh, sorry, 140. Yeah, he's got halved would have been 70. Halved again, 35. So yeah, you did a significant amount of damage to him. I mean, <laughs> well, I mean, if that wasn't halved, that's yeah. enough damage to paste somebody. If we're just doing max damage on the dice, yeah, 140 is not an insignificant amount of damage. Sure, sure. That's that's a lot. Yeah. And it's more than what I got <laughs> after you land all of those blows, each blow echoes throughout the entire arena. You're familiar with one punch man, right? Yeah. Every time he punches somebody, there's an explosion of smoke and dust behind the person he punches. So you've left now maybe a one and a half, two foot divot of lowered ground where all the dust and stone have been blown back towards the opposite gate. And Perry, after the stun drops, he looks to you and he says, I have been waiting for this moment for the entirety of my life. And then he grabs your fist with his open hands. Sure. And he wild shapes into a massive silverback gorilla. Okay. Nice. And he begins to squeeze your hands. The strength of a silverback gorilla and with the buffs Perry has you can feel the bones in your hands begin to oh, to fracture and break not compound fractures not going to break out of the skin but hairline fractures you can feel it in your hands and in your fingertips Oh no! and then Perry yeah. lets oh, out no. a <laughs> large animalistic growl slash roar 
you've heard Pan growl and roar like this before as an intimidation factor. You, of course, are not intimidated because you know Perry has no intent to actually kill you. He's putting on a good show. But he picks you up by your hands and then he bites into your neck with his with his massive silver silverback gorilla maw. So you're going to take six damage from the bite. Not bad, not bad. Well, that's half. Yeah, he's not done yet. <laughs> yeah, no, he's not done yet. I don't know what's going on with your hands, but and he spits out pieces of your flesh as blood begins to drip from your neck. Uh-oh. He- I'm I moan. <laughs> <laughs> and then as he continues to grab onto your hands, he's continuing to squeeze and he's going to get two slam attacks on you. Oof. And he is going with the strength of his buffs and a silverback gorilla. He's going to slam. He's going to slam. You know how much damage a slam does. Your earth elemental does slam damages all the time. And that's 3d6? 2d6? I mean, uh, my earth elemental slam is 2d8 plus 5. Oh, 2d8. All right, my bad. So we're going to go 4d8. 8 times 4 is 32. So 42, we're going to have that. So you're going to take another 21 damage from the two slams. And then he's going to keep gripping your, your fist. And he is going to just look over you and roar in your face with spittle and hot breath all over just your big fat dragonborn maw and you can smell what smells like primal energy just emanating you can you can feel the primal forces emanating off of his body being as spiritual as you are you can feel the intensity of his magic (laughs) (laughs) i um is it my turn then yes okay yeah he got the bite and the the two slams uh that's all he can do. And he's is still a, holding on to my fist. And he's still holding on to your fist. And he's gripping and squeezing. Like, he's, he, he's trying to break your hands because he doesn't want to get punched again for another 140 damage halved. Okay. I um, I hit him with my breath weapon then. I mean, I'm Brilliant! right up in his fucking face. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome! He's got my fucking hands. Just, let's do this. So, that's awesome. That's, that's amazing. So good. So good. So, you... Like, don't grab a dragon and yeah. I imagine you roar back at him. I see this in my head with you on your back, with him gripping your hands. You roar back in his face, and as you do, smoke erupts from your nostrils and your mouth, and his eyes get wide because he can see the orange fireball Mm -hmm. coming up from your throat. He's not fast enough to do anything about it. He's in a strength form, not a speed form. So you unleash the entire strength of your breath weapon directly into Perry's face. You and Perry are engulfed in fire because usually it's a cone that goes out, but he is over you. So what normally would be a cone is just this beam of like a Kamehameha of (laughs) swirling hot fire. That hits him square in the face. He lets out an enormous roar of pain and puts his hands over his face. Perry has never had dragon fire blown on him before. So what fur there was from the top of his head to his chest is now gone. 
Oh, and it all, smells gross. All you see <laughs> is third-degree burned silverback flesh, and Perry is on the ground convulsing in immense pain as you have burned, like, the top third of his body. And that's all he's going to do this turn is roll on the ground to put this fire out. I mean, I've got extra attack still, so even with using yeah, press so weapon. you can get up and punch him while he's on the ground. I'm gonna do that. <laughs> Hit him with that. Oh, your hands doing though? They hurt. They hurt. <laughs> they hurt bad. But you know, gotta power through, baby. You don't get to level 14 and be a badass monk with. Without breaking a few hand bones once in a while, you know, we punch shit. They're hairline <laughs> fractures. I yeah. mean, they're not compound fractures. They're still there, oh. but it hurts. But oh, I'm God, it I hurts. Can, I'm hoping I can get healed someday. Yeah. <laughs> it hurts. Yeah. So I'm going in for that punch and I'm going to spend the key point uh, uh, to, to do the flurry of blows and give him two more. So three punches. I'm watching this and I'm like, go Ari. But then I'm almost like, oh, Perry. I, I'm confused. Oh, I, don't, my I don't know fuck who to root boyfriend. for. <laughs> yeah. My fuck boy homie. I'm, Let's go. Come on. I'm having very divided feelings about this. No, I don't blame you. Perry's cool as fuck. I love Perry. He's one of my favorite NPCs. So that was three hits. Yeah. So eight times three is 24 plus six times three is 18. So that's 40, 44. Halved is going to be 22. Halved again because of his buffs is going to be 11. Yeah. Perry's still kicking. Well, he's going to have so much HP from his animal forms, yep. as you've known, Jelly never at her base HP. And he's, this is an unwinnable fight, but I'm going to make it. He's level 20, right? Fun for everybody. 25. So he can wild shape forever. Yeah. Basically. And he can cast crazy, ridiculous spells as well. It's an unwinnable fight. But so are you have on top show. of him punching him? Yeah. All right. So. As Perry is... I can't even, like, fly away to get distance because it's just wild shape into something that can mm-hmm, fly, can fly and then we're going to be in an yeah. aerial battle and it's he like... He could be a dragon. Christ. Really? So, How about Perry... shut up over there? <laughs> sorry, he's sorry, not gonna sorry. Pull out, he's not going to pull out any <laughs> mythical creatures. Perry's not going to pull out mythical creatures. He's, he's not trying to kill. He's just trying to put on a good show for people. Uh-huh. So, you're on top of him. You feel his bones and his skin begin to... You've been inside of a jelly before, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. So you feel like that time you felt on the beach in front of Pelicanton. Oh, one time ago. As uh. Perry sh- sh- amorphs into an acidic jelly. <laughs> so you now have lost the ability to breathe. As that. you are now inside, this, this is, is not, not a dance. <laughs> <laughs> I'm begging for help. I'm screaming for help. Inside the middle of an acidic jellied cube, you can start to feel. You don't feel the heat because you're resistant to fire, but you know that acid is going to slowly start burning into you. And as he has engulfed you in this gelatinous cube form. It is getting very, very difficult to breathe. You feel like if you were to exhale, it would only get worse for you. How long do you think you can hold your breath and fight your way out of this gelatinous cube? About two minutes. Can, I think you can hold your breath for two minutes, too. So you're going to take uh, four acidic damage. Just four. Only four. Not much. And you can now begin to struggle your way out of this acidic cube. Sure, you don't need to wait for a pan to come with this. <laughs> 
I try. I try to get out of the acidic cube. He turned himself into a goddamn acidic cube. Oh, yeah, unreal. Perry. Uh, what's that? What's that? That uh, magic spell you just picked up? It was you got it at fourteen. Reverse gravity. No, mm. the one that lets you anamorph into Butt whatever. Sense. Oh, that's polymorph. Polymorph. But that's a that's a level four spell. Yeah. So he polymorphed into an acidic cube. Good times. <laughs> All right, so you begin to swim out. You're only going to take another four damage. So you're, I bet you down to 66. Yeah? Okay. And you, it's only going to take you one more turn to get out. You can swim out okay. if you want. I do that. All right, so as you exit, you take another four <laughs> damage. You're down to 62. The frayed ends. Nope, actually none of your clothes are singed they were all made by hephaestus that's right baby so no there is no acidic singeing on any of your clothes i love that thank you yep so your gloves are still intact and your cloak is still intact your little dragon friend flies out of your hood he does not like being encased in acid so yeah he's fine okay he's fine he's got enough hit points to survive you know 12 points of acidic damage so he flies away like (laughs) towards He's going to fly towards Hephaestus. That's good. I was going to say, go to, go to Hephaestus. Yeah, he's going to fly away towards <laughs> Hephaestus he and sit, <laughs> sit with Hephaestus. And Hephaestus, you're going to see this. Hephaestus is going to see this little baby dragon, and his eyes are going to light up like a child he's on gonna Christmas. going to love it, yeah. And he's going to be like, oh, a little baby dragon. Yeah. And he's going to want to like hold him he's and pet him. so happy. And the little it. dragon will go to Hephaestus and let Hephaestus like pet him and hold him. He's still your dragon, but oh, Hephaestus loves dragons. And then Perry is going to unshape from the gelatinous cube into a form you've seen him in more than enough into the big, massive Kodiak bear. He fluidly shapes like the acidic cube melts into the dirt. And as it reforms up, it it is a big, snarling Kodiak bear with glowing red eyes. Claws that are, you know, eight inches long, big, huge canines. And he's going to lunge forward at, like, lean forward at you and roar. And his lips are going to, like, wiggle like that, you know. As, you know, you see in cartoons, bears, when they roar, their lips and shit jiggle. And then he's going to wait for you to approach. He looks no worse for the wear, despite the damage you put on him, because he has essentially an infinite amount of force. <laughs> Ari yep. would lose in a fight to Jelly, for sure. He's going to lose in a fight to Perry. That's going to happen. Okay, so Ari's kind of desperate at this point. Sees that there's a... He's not going to win this fight, so it's, it's time to pull out all the stops and... and get creative, yeah. And on. have some fun and put on a fucking show while he That's what Perry wants goes to do. Down. He just wants to put on a show. So I'm going to I'm gonna fly backwards a bit. I'm going to just dash backwards and take out the the stone of controlling earth elemental out of my pocket nice. out of my cloak i don't know if i've got pockets but i've got something in there to hold shit i mean i what, what good is a cloak wasn't that can't have i wouldn't have kept it in my bag baby it's a stone oh yeah Keep it you're on. right your cube of force is in the <laughs> yeah, bag but your stone bag. is yeah, not for sure but the the stone i've got okay so i'm gonna toss that out and yell the word genuflect <laughs> And the earth elemental is going to rise from the ground. It's a, or, you know, it's stone, baby. It's an earth elemental. It's doing its thing. So, it's rising up. It's big. It's in front of me. It's not behind me. That'd be weird. And I'm trying to get a little bit more distance and be in the air. So you flap your massive wings to jump back. Sure. I imagine that's how you would 
to Rico, that's how you would do it. Just as a dragon, you yeah. would flap your wings forward to propel yourself backwards. And you, as you jump back, before you land, you yell genuflect. And then the earth and the sand begins to crumble. And then as you land from your jump, your, your, your glide backwards, as you land, the same time that you land, your earth elemental shoots up out of the ground. I don't know how familiar you guys are with comics, but some of our listeners may be familiar with comics. There is a Spider-Man villain called Sandman mm -hmm. who is made entirely out of, well, he can be made out of sand. So as you land, your earth elemental shoots up made out of this like fluid amorphous sand. It is still an earth golem. Its fists are made out of cobblestone, out of the cobblestone that's under the sand, but its body is made out of the sand. Like if someone were to punch into this earth golem made out of the sand, their fists would go through the body and not do any sort of significant damage. Huh. Because that's that's the element that was around when you summoned your golem. It had sand and stone to work from. So its face has like this helmet made of gray cobblestone that has points like like a skull, like a skull would be over an amorphous head of sand. Its body is made of sand. On each of its fists are two massive stone gauntleted fists that look like they're your dragon claws, but your fist closed up. Nice. So you can see little stone nails. I say little. They're not little. It's a massive earth elemental. And then it has boots made out of dirt that come up to its shin. Uh, sorry, boots made out of the cobblestone that come up to the shin. And Perry lets out a laugh to the best of his ability <laughs> in a Kodiak bear form. And he gets on all fours and he charges your earth elemental. Like straight for it. Okay. Um, I mean, does the earth elemental get to a Earth attack? elemental and you get to attack. All right. So the earth elemental is going to do a slam attack. Slam slam? It's multi multi attack, yeah. Slam slam. Uh it's you know, two D eight plus five, so sixteen uh, twenty-one per halved is you, you call it. Call it 12. ten or eleven. We'll call it twelve. So your earth elemental slam slams directly onto Perry's Kodiak bear back because it's a big massive Kodiak bear. It's not going to miss none of your guys' attacks are going to miss because this is all storytelling fun time this is what i really enjoy and you hear some cracking as it sounds like your earth elemental may have broken a couple of perry's ribs well in the his bear's ribs bear's right? ribs yeah, yeah in his cody tricky form. ass fucking <laughs> druids with your shit but he continues to dive forward through the sand body of your earth elemental and as he dives through the sand body of your Earth Elemental, there is a large Kodiak-sized hole in the chest and body of the amorphous sand Earth Golem. And you can see through the hole where Perry had launched and taken off, there is a fire elemental that spawns. Of course. And... The fire elemental begins to get into a gridlock with the earth elemental. So your earth elemental is now currently fighting a fire elemental. And Perry lands directly in front of you. 
He doesn't attack because he summoned the Earth Elemental, but he lands directly in front of you and stops, and you see a big grin on his face, and he winks one eye at you. <laughs> I, uh, you know, I give him a smile. I mean, I know what's happening here. I know the fucking score. <laughs> I can't. I can't. Best a dream. It's your win. It's your. It's your go. I don't know. I shouldn't have been able to best the head of the fighters guild. I mean, come on. You assassinated that bitch. That's entirely I different. I mean, if he breaks bitch. my concentration, it's. I mean, this whole fucking stadium's in trouble. <laughs> well, he he stopped directly in front of you, and it's your attack. Okay. Well, then I'm gonna try to break his concentration. I guess I don't know. I'm gonna punch. How many times are you going to punch? I'm gonna punch him. Um, let's see. Uh, three times. So that's a attack, bonus action of unarmed attack, and then extra attack. So your first punch lands directly in between his eyes. You see him go cross-eyed for a second, and he unshifts from his Kodiak bear form. The second punch hits him mid-chest as he was shifting out of Kodiak form. The third punch is a follow-up directly to his chest as it shoves him backwards into your earth elemental and he hits the back of the earth elemental. There is a soft thud as a little bit of sand flies. You see your earth elemental do two large smashes. There is a large eruption of fire as the crowd watches your earth elemental completely deform the fire elemental with brute physical force there is a large circular explosion outwards your sand elemental protects you and parry from the eruption and then there is a large crack of thunder as the well heat thunder heat lightning or whatever as the earth elemental is dissipated parry looks up at you and he winks and then he drops his head down <laughs> And he sits there. It looks like Perry is conceding the match to you. I, He's not going to attack you. He's going to feign being passed out. Okay, I'm gonna, I guess, I'm gonna just, I don't know, nudge him? <laughs> <laughs> poke him to see if, he's, if he reacts. Oh, yeah, he's like, no, you win. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, then I uh, unsummon the earth elemental and... So as you unsummon the Earth Elemental, trouble. it falls back into the arena. The Earth Elemental was holding <laughs> Perry sitting up. And as the Earth oh. Elemental is unsummoned, <laughs> Sorry. well, he was sitting. He just falls backwards. Well, I mean, it's only like a foot and a half for the half of his body to land backwards. But he lands backwards and he whispers to you with his eyes closed. But so only you can hear it. He's like, that was a really good fight. I whisper back. There's no fucking way I ever win against you for real, though. No, never. Yeah. Never. No, but I I have other things I would like to do other than fight you all day. Okay. And then, and then he's going to smile his stupid, goofy smile, and he's going to wink at you one more time, and then he's going to, over-dramatically, he's going to go, and stick his tongue out of his mouth. And then um, the crowd is going to let out a loud eruption. Oh, Ari beat Perry. Oh, my gosh. The upset of the century. Goddamn insane. I love it. People are ripping up their tickets and cursing (laughs) and throwing them into the arena. Perry is chuckling like a madman to the best of his ability as someone who's pretending to be passed out. 
Um, and you are free to leave the arena. A couple other druids will come up from the other side to grab Perry. They're going to, you know, nod at you and say, hey, good job. (laughs) And (laughs) they're going to, they're going to, because, no, there's no way you could beat Perry. No, yeah, he can I'm just gonna... infinitely shift, and his he has infinite HP at that point. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna walk out of the of the you know whatever. Oh yeah, Hephaestus arena, is just... screaming wildly. He can't <laughs> believe you beat an archdruid. He thinks it's the most amazing thing <laughs> in the world. Athena and Artemis are like, oh god, of course, of course, yeah. Perry threw the match. Yeah. Hephaestus <laughs> is like, no, he didn't. There's no way he threw the match. My scion whooped his ass. He is my favorite. And the little dragon is like blowing little fireballs, like trying to, you know, make Hephaestus's point. Like, yeah, he's the best. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna raise my arms in the air as I walk out of the arena. Just and the crowd will cheer for you. People will boo for you. But <laughs> yeah, the match was kind of thrown in your favor because Perry knows there's no. Actually, if Perry hadn't lost, lost to you, nobody would have beaten Perry. Oh no! Yeah, nobody. No, this is insane with all those wild shapes yeah. and only taking damage in those forms and can shift back to the yeah. form that didn't take any damage. It's insane. Yeah, it's Perry insane what Perry you doesn't want to do. fight. You know, two more matches and win because you know it's this, this is this is your guys' story. <laughs> this is Rico saying to the players, "This is, is there your a way guys to like knock story. him out in a shape so that he can't like concentrate two wild shapes." You don't need to concentrate to wild shape. You don't, yeah. But I mean, like, well, I mean, yeah. if you're unconscious, though, Super can you wild mode. shape? No. Mm-mm. No. So, like, is there a way to like get you to a point, like, knock you unconscious? Yeah. Could you knock out a wild shape? Yes, you just did yeah. it to Perry. Oh yeah, I just did it to me. <laughs> <laughs> With three punches, you knocked him out of Kodiak and slammed him into your golem and made him go. Eh. No, you're right. I did, I did do that. <laughs> yeah. So yes, you. If you were to take any one of the wild shapes forms to zero HP to knock the player unconscious, they they would go back to their druid. form. They just automatically go back to druid form. Yeah. Damn. Side note: We mm-hmm. are at time. And they if you keep, wanna... and they keep, Already? They keep yeah. the hit points they had before they wild shape. Shit! Wow! Yeah. Wow! Okay, and that'll do us for this episode <laughs> of Someone Play. Please listen next week as Jelly begins her second match of the <laughs> Tournament oh. of Blood. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. We hope you had as much a good time listening as we had playing. We'll see you next week. Bye. 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 Thank you for listening to Some Would Play, a production of the Outsanity Network. Join us again next week as the story continues. Find us online at www.somewouldplay.com and be sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Some Would Play. Deborah is at Sonia Taki. Rico is at R1C0. Jenna is at Jenna Toll. Daphne is at Dafterthought. And I am Psychedelic M. If you enjoy the show, please tell your friends and share it with others. And remember, in real life, you needn't roll for initiative, so just seize it.